suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Call It in the Ring. And tonight uh, we are talking about everything Kurt Angle. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, my best buddy from Kurt Angle's home state of Pennsylvania. Ed, how you doing? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Listen, I'm uh, I'm so excited to talk about Kurt Angle. Uh, I mean, the Call in the Ring verse and Movie Guys verse knows me as being from Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I more identify personally with some of the things from Cleveland, but I have lived in the shadow of Pittsburgh and the Steel Curtain for the majority of my life. So I do root for guys that are from the area. Uh, also, uh, he went to a local university, Clarion University. I know I'm jumping ahead into the story we're going to tell, but so that adds even more to it for Kurt Angle. Uh, even when uh, I didn't think he was that great in the ring, uh, which we'll get into, and the times when I great in the ring, told a great story. Uh, I've rooted for him basically for his well Kurt Angle is one of my uh, personal favorite wrestlers of all time um, really how to say this Ed you know he just makes me happy um, um, okay <laughs> <laughs> no uh, Kurt Angle is just fun um, I always was a fan even when he came out in WWE because that's when I first found out about him uh, I, I, I always liked him. Um, I liked his character. I think this is a great Vince McMahon creation. A la the undertaker, uh, stone cold, Steve Austin, the rock, uh, triple H. Uh, I think this is another great creation of just a great fucking heel, just a great bad guy. And that's what Kurt Angle is. And he always was a bad guy, but people always fucking loved him. Uh, Kurt Angle was fun for me. I always liked to enjoy him. Just throwing this out there, Kurt Angle started his professional wrestling career in ECW. Just pointing that out. So I throw we'll that. Talk out about there. that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that soon because he was in there for a day and he was offended. But we'll talk about that. Well, I mean, that's I didn't I didn't give you the context. I just said he started his professional wrestling career in ECW. Yeah, my man, the franchise, Shane Douglas, and him are friends, so that's why that's why he went there. I mean, they're friends. Anyway, we'll get into that. No, I mean, there's no reason to get into it. There's not even a story. He went there. uh, They crucified the Sandman. Uh, He was absolutely offended and said, "I'm not doing this." I mean, that's the story. (laughs) Yeah, that's the fucking story. So, I mean, but. Again, uh, didn't Kurt, get context, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. The reason why they were doing Kurt Angle for this episode of everybody is because leading up to WrestleMania 35 here in New York at the Meadowlands at the new Giants Stadium and Jet Stadium, uh, WrestleMania 35 will be Kurt Angle's farewell match against Baron Corbin. Uh, our prediction is already here. Baron Corbin will win the match. 
because when a wrestler gives his farewell match, they always lose so they can soak yeah. up uh, the applaud from the ring. So we already know that Kurt Angle is going to lose. Uh, you know, um, they, they go out looking at the stars, as they like to say, uh, up at the lights. They like to go out on their back, just like Jordan's wife. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, Baron Corbin's going to win. It's just how they do it. Um, and there must be something that, for whatever reason, why Kurt Angle must really like Baron Corbin because wrestlers pick this match. Like, you know, professional athletes tend to pick the game for the most part unless they get injured. But it's way different for wrestlers. They pick the guy that they want to take their torch and move forward. Which, you know, as you saw with Flair and, and, and Shawn Michaels. Which we're not going to talk into detail about. We're really not. But just to share my personal opinion, and Ed, you can retort if you choose. Um, in 2002, a young punk comes on SmackDown and introduces himself as John Cena. Mm-hmm. And they have a great match together and for a kid out of nowhere. So Angle started Cena's career. It would be better for me to see Cena come back to end Angle's career. That's what um, should happen. Well, that's not what we're going to get. Unfortunately, that's what we're going to get. That's no, what yeah. I mean, uh, professional wrestling as fans is is, a, is basically a life filled with woulda, shoulda, couldas, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Although I personally feel, and we'll get into this, some of Angle's best matches were in TNA, and two of those guys that he had those matches with are currently in WWE and don't really have great storylines at the moment. So I would have loved to see Angle versus AJ Styles um, to sort of bookend the basically the renaissance and then the end of Angle's career. Um and it, it would basically be the same thing. It'd be the start in the middle of. Uh, I said I said that backwards. The the Renaissance, beginning of the Renaissance, and end of Angle's career, and the beginning, and then the prime of AJ Styles' career. That's what I would. Well, Ed and I have two different opinions, and since you are a fan of the show, part of Movie Guys Podcast here, then you know that Ed and I rarely agree on anything when it comes to wrestling. So, uh, mm-hmm. but tonight we're going to talk about Kurt Angle. So let's 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 get into Kurt Angle. Um, he first came on the scene. I'm I'm not going to go in order just yet. I'm just trying to say my nostalgia of Kurt okay. Angle. Okay. Uh, Kurt Angle came on just as I'm starting to kind of get out of wrestling. You know, he came on in '98, '99. Um, I'm starting to kind of. I got a year left. Right at mm-hmm. at the timeline when he comes in, and we've already established when I stopped watching wrestling in two thousand one, he came in with my last year of watching wrestling at the time, and I loved everything Kurt Angle. Uh, when I bought the WWE SmackDown Two Know Your Role game, <laughs> I always played as Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle was my boy. I don't know why. I just think because he was just that slimy slarmy, disrespectful heel that always pissed everybody off. And he was a very good counterpart to Stone Cold. And what I mean by that 
is Stone Cold was your beer drinking every man fantasy of I want to punch my boss in the face, but I can't. Right. Right. Kurt Angle was the guy at work. That's the company man. The guy that everybody hates. The guy who always gets the promotion. The guy who doesn't deserve anything. Who was a jackass. Who was a POS. But always comes out on top. And I found that to be fun. So when I first started to see Kurt Angle. I enjoyed that fantasy of Kurt Angle. Uh, What say you had? Well, yeah. I mean, knowing... I mean, I was not a... I was not a fan of 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 Greco-Roman freestyle wrestling uh, myself, but being as he was from the area an Olympic gold medalist when I was you know ten ish years old ninety six so I'd have been I'd have been nine um, the whole area was buzzing with Kurt Angle who won gold medals at the Olympics with a quote broken freaking neck. So it was a huge deal, right? Like for for all of us here in Western Pennsylvania, uh, and so I, when I had found out that he was then a couple of years later, uh, was probably what ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. I don't know um, when he was joined the WWF. When that music hit, which I remember to be the Patriot Del Wilkes, yeah. I remembered his music, and they did repurpose his theme song. Um, but when when that music hit and I first saw him come out, uh, I was I was I was pretty excited, and I was a, that was the the height of the beginning of my professional wrestling fandom. So I was also a huge Kurt Angle fan, um, and in different ways. Uh, and when he turned heel, I much like most kids at that time was like, ah, fuck this guy, he sucks, but. I've always had an admiration, especially as an adult. Yes. I, I agree with you. Um, the last bit of nostalgia that I have about Kurt before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of it is the 1996 uh, Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. The last time that the Summer Olympic Games have been held in the United States. Now, they, now there were the... Winter games held uh, later, but mm-hmm. the last time the summer games have been here, right? The big one. The big one. Uh, the reason why that I have nostalgia with the 1996 Summer Olympic Games, Ed, out of the 10 years that I've known you, I don't think I've ever shown you. So when I see you here uh, in person in a few months, I will show you. But I have a bottle of Coca-Cola, unopened glass bottle. And the back of it is the 1996 Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta. Oh, cool. Cool little, cool little timepiece there. I know. And I had these football helmets. I had mm-hmm. Michigan football helmets. I don't know why. They're small little football helmets, right? Mm-hmm. And this was at the time when the Bud Bowl was a big deal, when it was Budweiser versus Bud Light during the commercials okay. of the Super Bowl. Still to this day, since 1998, I have a Michigan helmet. Right now, I'm looking at it here in my garage. Uh, I'm looking at the Coca-Cola 1996 Atlanta bottle with the Michigan helmet on top of it. Right now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I wish it was an Ohio State helmet, but, you know. Sure. So, I think we need to. We're not going to because we will die. 
but I think we need to crack open that Coca-Cola. Um, oh, yeah, we should not do that. We will definitely die. It, it, it literally will take the rust off of a penny when it's fresh. What the fuck do you think it's going to do I know. 20, 22 years later? <laughs> but years later. you know what I also like to crack open? A nice cold beer. Ed, where can our fans check out a nice cold beer at? InsideTheCellar.com. Although it does not come to you cold, you got to put it in your fridge and make sure it's cold. You can actually order lots of different types of alcoholic beverages that you wouldn't normally get to enjoy uh, locally. Every place in this country, uh, thankfully, there's a renaissance for craft beers and bucking the system uh, with the major beer uh, with the major beer companies, although a lot of these small breweries are owned by them, but that's a true story. Um, but you go on InsideTheCellar.com, and they will tell you exactly sort of what you, you tell them what you're looking for. Uh, for beer, you tell them what you're looking for for wine, the vintage, the style, the, uh, the, the area that it's from. Uh, you tell them sort of what you're looking for. Uh, you put it in the system there, and it spits out the perfect – wines for you uh the perfect kinds of beer and then you can throw it in your fridge and get a nice ice cold beer so definitely everybody check out inside the cellar.com uh great great partners uh and great members of the uh the movie guys first so pretty exciting to uh to keep them on board for a while so kurt angle is a high school wrestler goes into college becomes a great wrestler goes into the olympics and wins the olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck as he loves to say. After that, he does not go into professional wrestling. He goes into sports broadcasting and is a complete failure. Just not very good at it. Now, uh, he began wrestling with WWF at the Pro Power Wrestling. But this, I don't want that, I do not want to make this a three episode, fans. So we're going to skip ahead until um, Angles. First in ring debut at November 14th, 1998 Survivor Series at the Joe Lutus Arena in Detroit, Michigan, where he defeated Sean Stasiak. Mm-hmm. So this was Kurt Angle's debut match. And let, we got to remember that uh, Kurt Angle was trained by two of the greatest trainers in professional wrestling, uh, Dory Funk Jr. And of course, uh, Tom, don't call me my brother. Pritchard, a um, couple of really great wrestling trainers. So, um, you know, it was definitely, you know, guys like him. Uh, he, the reason he w- w- didn't go into professional wrestling right away was because he thought professional wrestling sucked. He hated it. We got to get into that a little bit. We got to talk about that. Um, and he was actually offered a contract by what was then the WWF right after uh, him winning the Olympics, uh, at winning at the Olympics. And he, turn it down because he said wrestling sucks um, or he told Vince McMahon that he was unwilling. He wasn't willing to lose any matches. He wanted to win everything. So Vince told him to go fuck himself. Um, and then he started watching it and fell in love with it. And that's when uh, he decided to go the other direction. Although he was a failure at things like what you said. So he was a failure at what? At things like you, what you'd said, he broadcast. Yeah. I mean, like it is, you know what though? I can't blame the guy. I will, I will understand that, you know, from, you know, from just a professional aspect, I'm not going to dog Kurt Angle for feeling that way. This man has wrestled his whole life leading up to this point, right? He wins the Olympic gold medal for wrestling, right? 
I mean, like, this, this is guy, wrestling. He was wrestling. Fine. He was wrestling, right? I mean, like, I mean, this mm-hmm. guy was wrestling, right? This is like real shit, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the fake WWF calls and says, hey, we want to do this. And he's like, no, I get it. I'm not going to dog the guy on it. I get it. Sure. Why would I do that when it's fake? I can't hit a guy in real life. I mean, I, I just can't. I mean, like, he didn't do the ankle lock. He didn't do the Olympic slam during the Olympics. So, you know, it, it was I, – I cannot dog the guy for that. Um, they – they introduced the Undertaker in the Survivor Series and they introduced Kurt Angle in Survivor Series. Why don't they continue to do that? Why don't they? Con- why don't they continue to introduce stars in Survivor Series? Because Undertaker and Kurt Angle are pretty iconic, right? I mean, why don't they uh, introduce? Well, them? number one, they have NXT for that for younger guys now. And number two, yeah, uh, and number two, they. It's just more dramatic at a place like the Royal Rumble. The last big person that they introduced that wasn't an NXT guy, thank God they actually thought that through, but uh, was was AJ Styles. And when his new music bumped at Royal Rumble a couple of years ago, obviously his music was much different. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I saw that, that, P1, you know, phenomenal one. AJ Styles has been the phenomenal AJ Styles for a long time. So I was super pumped, super excited. I didn't see it coming. So that's kind of probably why I think that they would do that now as opposed to Survivor Series because they don't need to introduce anybody. True. Now, to go on my banter of The Rock, I feel that I cannot contradict myself. If I say something... I have to stick by it, especially that we have audio evidence of me, saying, <laughs> right? It's never stopped you before, but go ahead. Fuck you is the thing. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Kurt Angle comes in in 9899. Uh, he in, in November 14th, he debuts at the Survivor Series. Later that year, before Mania, he wins the European Championship and in their Intercontinental Nestle Championship in February of 2000, a month before Mania, and he clears himself as the Euro Continental Champion, and he dropped both of his titles without ever conceding to a fall in a two-falls match triple threat against Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. So I'll be consistent. Motherfucker's been in the league for a year, doesn't deserve it. Well, again... You know, you and I have had this same argument, so it's going to be in circles. If you deserve it, if you're good enough to hold a strap, then it doesn't matter when you do it. You know, rookies rookies win the ring. Rookies rookies win rings every year in professional sports. It's just a matter of, you know, what team you're on. Professional wrestling doesn't necessarily have a team. If you're good enough and the powers of be feel like you're good enough, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Kurt Angle, we know, is a Hall of Famer, so it doesn't really matter when he, you know, when he gets it because he ends up staying on top his whole career. And he deserved well, it. He's, he's always been a main event kind of guy. He's always been good enough. Well, Kurt Angle's definitely the LeBron James here. You know, straight out of high school, goes right into it. True. I mm-hmm. will. I will. I'll totally, totally go with you on that. 
But uh, not right now during the show, but I would later, I will argue with you. I want you to Google, tell me uh, the top 10 Heisman winning trophy winners that have gone on to become NFL Hall of Fame. I guarantee well, you. That, they're, two different, they're two different worlds, man. I get you. I understand. But, I understand different worlds, but my point is. We got Kurt Angle, who is definitely the LeBron here, right? Sure. But to go with my arguments, I don't contradict myself. You know, guys who traditionally win the Heisman Trophy are not traditionally that good in the NFL. I mean, you have some guys like Peyton, Manning, and so on and so forth. But I just, I just, I just challenge you, and I challenge the fans: find me ten guys. Uh, that have won the Heisman, that have had a Hall of Fame career, and you can't find 10. Mm. I mean, I don't know that. I've never done that research, but I know that what you're saying is, is I mean, you're going to get a guy like my man Baker Mayfield is going to go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's basically without a doubt. Shut um, up. Baker Mayfield <laughs> is not going to the Hall of Fame. So anyway, throughout the mid-2000s, after – Aligned himself to Edge and Christian. They call themselves the ECK, which is the Ed Christian and Kurt uh, tag team titles here. Uh, they feud with Too Cool and also Rikishi and Angle uh, defeating Rikishi in the finals of the King Ring Tournament. And he went on to feud with Triple H after a love triangle between him and Triple H's wife, Stephanie, developed. This is interesting. This guy premieres in 98-99. And a year, not even a full year into it, he wins the European title and in, in the inter, in the Intercontinental title. He changes it into the Eurocontinental Championship. And then after WrestleMania 2000, he feuds with Triple H, I forget this time, who was a big, big player. Mm-hmm. He feuds with Triple H because he has a love triangle with, uh, with uh, Stephanie. Uh, wow. Vince McMahon sucks Kurt Angle's dick as much as he does Brock Lesnar's right now. Back then. Well, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he but he was he was a great in ring performer, so he had to give him things. He, I mean, his mic work has always been. I don't want to say suspect. That's not the right word. But like, he's been boring, and that was kind of what he played into. You know, with the whole milk thing as opposed to the beard. I mean, do you, re- you remember, you know, him chugging milk instead of beer when he was feuding with Stone Cold? We're going to talk about that. Yes, I mean, yeah, I, I like that. That was a play because a year prior, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up, which we'll talk about that in our Stone Cold episode sometime later. But Stone Cold shows up with the Rock and Vince McMahon and gives everybody a Coors Light beer bath. Mm-hmm. And Vince Angle, uh, I'm sorry, Vince Angle. And then Kurt Angle shows up with milk and yeah. gives him a milk bath. I love it. Which is really freaking awesome because Kurt Angle's character was, that's the perfect character for him. He's, I, you know, it, it's never, it's, he's never necessarily been about being the straight edge guy, but it's been about like taking care of yourself and being healthy. And I don't want to say being the best you because he's been a heel. But that he's been vanilla. He's he's plain milk. He's white milk. That's what that's the beauty of his character. Um, he's just a dick when he does it. 
And that's why that was the most brilliant thing they could do was take Stone Cold Steve Austin's bit, which was one of the most famous things in the history of television, let alone professional wrestling. Right. And still one of the most iconic things that when you see it, you're like, ah, I remember that. And you to hear and to hear JR and the King screaming about what's going on in the ring. You know, and then they do it with Kurt Angle and his milk. I mean, it's perfect. And then he chugs milk after he, you know, there was a win he had during the feud. He chugged a, a thing of the glass thing of milk. You know, he was the truth. You know, Hulk Hogan would say, drink your milk and eat your vitamins. Kurt Angle did it in the ring. Yeah, no, he straight did it in the ring. <laughs> which was fun. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, later on that year, we talked about it. Uh, Ed, where can they find this episode about Armageddon 2000? In our archives, uh, www.movieguyspodcast.com, or just go on our Instagram, Movie Guys Pod, Twitter, Twitter feed, Movie Guys Pod, and check us out there. Uh, it'll you'll have links to the website uh, constantly. Just check out our archives; it's got everything on there. Just click on the Call It in a Ring tab. So, in this match, Kurt Angle goes against Undertaker, Rikishi, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Triple H in the Six Man Hell in the Cell match. We talked about that in Armageddon pay per view. But later on that year, though, Kurt Angle then fused with Chris Benoit, who we reviewed in our archives as well. And he defeated at WrestleMania 17, but lost to him at Backlash a month later in an ultimate submission match where Benoit defeats Angle four falls out of three in a sudden death overtime. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit uh, in a rivalry at that time in the Attitude Era or the end of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fucking cool. That was a good feud. Well, yes, that was a great match. Um, and that was one of those things that guys like Kurt Angle could take any type of style of wrestler, you know, and you're, you're going to show me when I say this, but like, unlike somebody like Stone Cold, who's just an in-ring brawler, especially after his neck injury had to be a different kind of wrestler. Uh, Kurt Angle could take Take any any type of person, a submission guy, a, a brawler, a, uh, a high flyer, and they would all, A, they'd be in great hands, and B, the matches just went really well. They played, they, they were very well done together. They were very professional. So, uh, Kurt Angle in 2000, 2002, when you get the alliance. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's take a step back here. Let's take a step back here. We're talking, this the match, do you remember the match at No Mercy 2000 between The Rock and 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 Kurt Angle? Yeah. It was one, uh, it was the Kurt Angle's first great match. Okay. And he lost the title uh, to The Rock. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, Rikishi came out and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it ended in bullshit, but the match in itself, um, that was a great, that was a great match. So that was the first great match of his career. Um, but continue. I'm sorry. I just well, we I get digress. the uh, we get the in invasion angle, and this is an interesting angle, and this is where the bullshit starts to come in. And I want to say this very clearly: this is where the bullshit comes in. Okay, the mm-hmm. WWF buys WCW in real life in the beginning of 2001. And then they have the invasion angle. Instead of Vince McMahon waiting for 
Kevin Nash and the NWO and Goldberg and DDP and all these people to wait for their contracts in, they send over the B players. Now, of course, I stand corrected. We did get DDP, we did get Booker T, we did get yeah. Canyon, but we got the B players. And who better than Canyon? They have, who better? Who was a homosexual? I will add. All right, that, that's really not important. Uh, however, a guy, you know, people that's love about his love life, him. and the guy is now the uh, the guy's now passed away. But yeah, he, was he a fucking killed, he killed himself him. because he was ridiculed in the in the locker room for being gay, which is weird because wrestling was the first place to be open to be openly cool about about being gay. But continue. Yeah, it did just happen. But anyway, because remember, we're gonna talk about Canyon ever. We're not okay. gonna have a Canyon episode. But uh, so anyway, so this is where this is where it gets crazy for Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle is a heel; he's hated, and then all of a sudden, the McMahon family has a good idea: let's turn Stone Cold Steve Austin bad, and let's have him be on the form of the Alliance, which is the ECW WCW Alliance. So then, at SummerSlam in two thousand and one. You got Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, which you can check us out in our archives. Just go to the right of the page of moviegastpodcast.com and go to the archives, call in the ring, and you can check that episode out. But only, but also in this episode, but also in this segment, though, they have an idea where Kurt Angle jumps from WWE and joins the alliance on the Stone Cold side at Survivor Series in 2001. Only to have Kurt Angle backstab Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the match because he was a spy. He was of two faces. And he actually was a part of WWF the whole time. What do you think about this segment of Kurt Angle becoming the hero of WWF versus the invasion? Um. Every character goes through a heel turn to a face turn, and then they decide where they're good, and they stick with that after a while. Every character goes from bad to good or good to bad. And uh, this was one of the times where he went from – this was a time where he went from bad to good. And it was absolutely stupid. They botched every aspect of the invasion angle. Um, there's so like, – this isn't – a, this isn't an invasion angle debate, but there are so many things that they could have done differently. So many things that they should have done that they screwed up from the first moment that these guys walked in uh, to the to the introduction of the NWO, and then through and through uh, this this espionage angle was absolutely stupid. Just plain stupid. You say that uh, the invasion angle is stupid. This gives me an idea for an episode of 2019 that we should do an invasion angle debate. That'll be fun. Hey, go uh, everybody, go on our go on our Twitter and Instagram page, and uh, you know, at us and tell us what you think. You know, we enjoy hearing from you, so that's definitely something that uh, we would uh, we'd consider. I would love to talk about the invasion angle with you. I will. I would love to talk about that with you, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, okay. But after uh, after Kurt Angle uh, and the Invasion Angle uh, decides to go through, uh, Kurt Angle in 2002 starts to become the Grand Slam winner. Mm-hmm. He wins all the titles in this year. I mean, he, he 
he goes up against Chris Jericho. He goes up against The Rock. Uh, he goes up against everybody. Um, eventually, uh, a year later, he goes as the undisputed champion. I'm sorry, he faces the undisputed champion at WrestleMania 18, but lost the title shot right back to him uh, the next night on Raw. Kurt uh, Angle feuded with Kane, defeated him at WrestleMania 18, and Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle was then drafted in the first ever uh, draft in 2002. We got to do an episode about the first ever draft. Um, but Kurt Angle goes to SmackDown. So we always know that Raw is the A show and SmackDown is the B show. In 2002, Kurt Angle goes to SmackDown. How do you feel about Kurt Angle going to SmackDown? Well, I, I, ne- I mean, I never liked the idea of them breaking up the shows. I mean, I get that why they do it. I, I, the roster is just too fucking big to give to give everybody time on two on two shows so i get why they do it um but i've never really cared about smackdown when it first came out i you know I, I i watched it and just the whole smackdown versus raw thing it's just it's never done it for me um unfortunately i mean i get why they they do it and the fans seem to love it uh, i'm just not one of the people who is on that bandwagon. So for Kurt Angle to go to a show that I didn't care about, uh, basically the B show uh, on a promotion where other wrestling promotions are giving great matches, it's just not something I wanted to donate my time to. So I didn't see any of it. Well, what donated my time to it was this year in 2002 of King of the Ring where he defeats Kurt, when, when Kurt Angle defeats Hulk Hogan. And Kurt Angle is the first and only wrestler in history to make Hulk Hogan tap. That was a moment. I see. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was the only guy ever to make Hulk Hogan tap. Angle later uh, scored a submission victory over Hulk Hogan at King of the Ring 2002, making him the first wrestler ever in WWE history to defeat Hulk Hogan via submission. Uh, I believe that. I just didn't know it to be true, but I That's guess. It's, but I guess it's damn true. It's it. Ooh, nice. Uh, later on that year, of course, uh, Kurt Angle uh, decides to open up challenges, and we get introduced to a guy named John Cena, who made his television debut on twenty seven. Really? Fuck that guy. You can't see me. I mean, I technically I can't. Because you're in Pennsylvania, I'm in Ohio. You can't see me, my time is here. But John Cena's gay. Fuck John Cena. But, wow. John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. Yeah, he did he <laughs> does fucking suck. Well, it's it, no, he doesn't in the ring, but go ahead. Whatever. Uh Angle won his third WWE championship at Armageddon in 2000 and 2003, defeating Big Show at the help of Brock Lesnar. While still his third reign, Angle began a new storyline where he gained the services of Paul Heyman and Team Angle. And then the Spectre General Manager Stephanie McMahon announced that Big Show would face Chris Benoit to determine who would face Angle at the Royal Rumble. So Big Show uh, loses to Benoit in that match. And after that match, Angle and Big Show 
Burley attacked Benoit at the Royal Rumble angle, defeated Benoit by forcing him to submit to the ankle lock. He then began feuding with Brock Lesnar, who won the 2003 Royal Rumble match. And then later that year, Angle lost the WWE Championship at the main event of WrestleMania 19 to Lesnar due to a needing time off to recuperate from injuries. So in April of 2011, 2003, Angle goes under neck surgery. So 2003, Angle goes into neck surgery. He stars in 1999. He's only been in for a few years. And now Angle has to stop. He has to stop because he has bone spurs and he has fucked up disc and he has to get fucking surgery. Uh, Angle returned as a good guy in June. Uh, Lesnar, uh, Lesnar got beat by Angle and Big Show in a triple threat match at Vengeance. And then Angle came back to win this WWE championship. So he starts to feud with, with them uh, throughout his time. Um, but then in 2005, he wins the World Heavyweight Championship again. So he becomes a four-time WWE champion. Mm-hmm. And then um, Angle uh, starts to feud with Shawn Michaels at this time. And during the 2005 lottery uh, lottery draft, uh, he went from SmackDown to Raw. So now Angle is on the Raw show. So it took him four years, but Angle finally goes to the Raw show. Do you remember WrestleMania 20? Yes. This was about that time. The match that he had with Eddie Guerrero was – Something fucking else. It was a great match. It was a, it was one of the greatest match championship matches in, in WrestleMania history. I mean, uh, when Kurt, I mean Kurt Angle gave him the ankle lock a bunch of times, and Eddie unties his boot, and he goes to give him another ankle lock, and Eddie's boot comes off, and uh, he slipped out of his grasp, and get, uh, Kurt again gets all super pissed off. Uh, and Eddie Guerrero rolls him up. Like, that's the whole Latino heat, lie, cheat, steal thing. Um, yeah. It was fantastic. It was one of probably the greatest performances in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. That is a five-star match. Five-star match, hands down. Which very soon we'll be, we'll be talking about WrestleMania very soon. I'm just giving that tease now. WrestleMania 20 is something that we'll be talking about here because uh, that is an interesting pay-per-view. We'll talk about it. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. So, now, Angle was granted an early release from his WWE contract because of health reasons. Angle well, stated, let's, let's get this straight. Let's get this straight. Kurt, Vince McMahon. Can I tell you the story before you go ahead? Can I? Can I? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Angle stated in the Kurt Angle Champion documentary DVD that he was asked for his release from WWE because he could not take time off and was working hurt. He also stated that he quit. WWE lost their top talent. And he was the very top of the payroll. Angle wrestled his last match at and at ECW taping on August eighth, 
which ended in a no contest against Sabu. Sure. So the real thing here that happened was is that Vince basically told Kurt Angle, you're too hurt to wrestle. And you're, you have to retire. And Kurt Angle said, no, no, I just need, I need some time to heal and I'll be back. And Kurt and Vince told him, no, I can't let you do that. Um, if you, you know, if you, you need, you know, you need time off, but you know, you, you, you're, excuse me, I'm sorry. You need to retire. And Kurt Angle told him to go fuck himself. Not so nice words. And Vince McMahon said, well, if you need to take time off, then I'm not going to pay you. So either go out, either go out and wrestle and sign a waiver saying the WWE is not liable for your, for your inevitable paralyzation, being paralyzed, paralysis. Um, and Kurt Angle said, no, 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 I quit. And so then you're this, on. this is when he goes to TNA and has what is widely regarded as the best, the best era of his career. So you're on Team Angle on this. You do not agree with McMahon at all. Correct. You're a fucking idiot. Well, you can call me whatever you want just because I don't agree with the guy that you idolize and would play with his with his man parts if he let you. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy who likes things that aren't necessarily related to the WWE. I love professional wrestling. I like the WWE. But I like – I loved his performance in TNA. And he gave – you know, Vince blew it. Vince blew it because, you know, matches that he had like um, in, in, in the you know, early 2000s, like 2005, he had a, he had a match again – or 2000 – I forget. I might be getting my years wrong. He had great matches uh, for the number one contender spot with, with Samoa Joe. He had a fantastic match in, uh, in, uh, with, in, at hard, Hardcore Justice or Hard Justice or something, uh, 2008. Uh, he, had, um, he had a fatal four-way uh, with Sting and AJ Styles uh, in, uh, at No Surrender, 2009. Uh, him and him and uh, Kurt Angle at Hardcore, or excuse me, him and Sting. I'm sorry, Kurt Angle and Sting at Hardcore Justice 2011. He was still giving these two guys were giving top level matches. They had this this match um, in 2007 because they had the the octagon ring or the six sided ring. I'm sorry, whatever the hell is, um, and it basically was a they called it the Lethal Lockdown match. And what happened was it was a steel cage around this ring. And then it was Team Angle. This, the, the, it was Team Angle versus Team, what you know to be Christian, but Team Cage. And there were so many guys in this ring. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Rhino, Sting, Jeff Jarrett, Christian, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, uh, AJ Styles, Tomko, who you'll remember from from – uh, from Christian's bodyguard or whatever. And then a guy who's one of the most underrated guy, guys, you know, basically who never left 
uh, TNA was Abyss. And Abyss was awesome. He was a combination of Mankind and The Undertaker, and he was huge. Um, and then he went and did other things. But that's, that's beside the point. And then once all they, – there were 10 guys, and every two minutes a new guy would come down to the ring, right? And then once the 10th guy was in the ring – then they could pin somebody. You weren't allowed to pin them because it wasn't a, it wasn't a elimination style match. The winner got a title shot. The the winner like whoever pinned somebody got a title shot. They lowered the the, the roof onto the cage once the tenth man was in there. And then you had a couple of pretty sweet battles. Uh, Rhino gored uh, Tomko through the door. That was a great man. That was a great uh, oh my god moment. Um, Kurt Angle threw AJ Styles off the top of the off the top of the thing, um, and he, they granted they landed on you know he, they, he landed on a group of guys, but that doesn't necessarily matter. You're protecting yourself, but he still was a great bump. He threw him off the top, um, and Sting ultimately won that match. They had uh, but think about this: you had you had guys like all these WWE Hall of Famers. Uh, and there were tax involved in the match. Abyss brought tax in the in the match. He actually at one point dumped tax into guitar that Jeff Jarrett then hit him with, sending tax everywhere. And Sting pinned Abyss to win the number one contender spot. So that was pretty. That was a pretty great match. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very uh, very unique. Um, so I definitely I definitely would recommend people finding that match. Um, and it was one of the one of the the beauties of what, that was then TNA at the time. You done? No, I'm not done. I can continue to talk about Kurt Angle and TNA because he had better matches in TNA than he had in WWE, just like most people do. Here we go. Um, so this is how I am on Vince McMahon's side. Vince McMahon's all about business. And Vince McMahon is all about protecting his business and protecting the people that are in his business. And he tells Kurt Angle, who has had, at this point in time, before he quits, three neck surgeries. And he won the Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Uh, Says, you're not going to wrestle anymore, dude. You're done. And Kurt Angle decides to whip his dick out and says, no, fuck you. I'm going to continue to wrestle. Fine. He has great matches in TNA. That's absolutely wonderful that's awesome i'm legitimately saying from the bottom of my heart that is awesome i'm glad for him to continue on with tna to have great matches uh vince mcmahon is not the bad guy in the story because he was looking out for the best interest of kurt angle who he realized was just was just done and um and when what's the next pay-per-view for WWE? We we both know the answer to that. What's 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 the answer? It's WrestleMania, the greatest, oh, WrestleMania, the, greatest WrestleMania. the greatest spectacle in the prof- in the world of professional wrestling. So that's like in 2 weeks, right, from this recording? Mm-hmm. When's the next TNA pay-per-view? Well, they're Impact now. Okay, what's the next Impact and, pay-per-view? And see, here's the thing, you can't you you do this every single time. And I do. You, you're not un, – you don't – it's because you don't understand the world of professional wrestling. 
I don't. Don't don't keep trying to to correlate to correlate them. You know, impact is impact has impacts on TV, just like Ring of Honor's on TV, and their events are not large enough to get mm. pay per view. Just plain mm. and simple. That doesn't mean they're not good, and you can't just because you have something on pay per view doesn't make it any good. People pay to see it, sure. WWE is larger than any of them combined. Fact. That doesn't mean at all. And by the way, back in this time, every single Wednesday was TNA was, was TNA was was on TV, but they were all pay per views. People paid to watch every single TNA match so that they didn't have to watch WWE. At That's this true. Time. Thank you very much. Very very true. Very very true. Um. And I like comic books. Do you like comic books? I love comic books. Do you like comic book movies like Marvel and DC? Most of them, yes. Most of them. So out of, let's say, 10 Marvel movies, you would like 9 out of 10, right? I don't necess- I don't like them because they're Marvel movies. I tend to like them because I like... I've, it wasn't the, my I question. Like, my question was: Do you like these movies that are Marvel movies? Nine the out ones of that have all the ones that have come out have been good movies. So that's the answer to my question. Do you like them nine out of ten times? Not because they're comic book movies, Jordan. I Jordan, I am answering your question. It's just you're not, I'm not going to give you potato out of two plus two. And I seem to I mean, tell you every I mean, episode. Yeah. I have to tell you this same same damn thing. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to get you to understand that I don't know why you would say Vince McMahon's a bad guy. I didn't say that. That's well, not what I said in this particular no. context. No, you didn't. I will actually retort what you said. You said that Angle had arguably, and I will make this very clear one more time. Uh, Kurt Angle had arguably his best matches in TNA, Total Impact, Tomato Tomato. Uh, after his career with WWE, uh, because Vince McMahon said, hey, look, you're done. And the content in which you were saying that made me believe that you thought that Vince McMahon was a bad guy. Uh, That's for not telling- what I said. He, he was trying, he, he the, the information that Vince McMahon had mm-hmm. was that Kurt Angle could paralyze himself at any given time. And yeah, he wanted he to protect himself, yeah. protect himself, from letting Kurt and the people that are watching and protect his brand from watching Kurt Angle get paralyzed in the middle of the ring. Cause it almost happened with stone cold and he was trying to protect himself. Absolutely. So then, so, so he probably protects them and then Kurt Angle decides to have a big dick and say, I'm Kurt fucking angle. I can do what I want. And he goes to TNA and TNA becomes the, the next WCW and then flounders like the next WCW and now Kurt Angle is going to wrestle in his last match ever at WrestleMania. I'm just trying to prove, which will never, ever end the show, uh, not this show, but this series of Call in the Ring, with you and I agreeing uh, that no matter what, uh, at the end of the day, uh, everybody's going to come crawling back to the WWE. That's not a fact, fact, but continue. I mean, but it is. Look at all the Hall of Famers that have been a part of the WWE. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Exactly. But look at all the... They only let WWE superstars in there. It's something that they've created. It's not like it's something that... 
they say, oh, we should let we should let guys that never wrestled for while WWE was around, we should let guys, you know, we should let guys in there. Like you put the fucking honky tonk man in there. Yeah. But not Buff Bagwell, right? I'm not saying Buff Bagwell was any good. And in WWE, the honky tonk man was the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time at that time. But that doesn't mean that their careers weren't equal in a lot of other ways. But Buff Bagwell never wrestled the way Honky Tonk Man did in WWE. So that's you know why he's not in there. You know what? I'm they put gonna, Brutus the Barber fucking beat in there for fuck's sake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you. They're just picking random guys from the 80s who weren't dead. So I'm going to interrupt you. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, secret time. And anytime that Jordan says secret time, fans, he's telling the truth. He's telling the God's honest truth. So secret time, okay, Ed? Uh, I busted my knee at work. My knee's killing me. I'm through a half a bottle of whiskey and the hour of the show that we've recorded so far. So here comes the secret truth tongue going on, okay? Where I'm, where I'm coming from and where I'm getting at is that I do respect other forms of wrestling besides WWE. I acknowledge it. You, you sent me like 20 texts today of these matches that Kurt Angle has. And I got a chance to watch three of them that you showed me. I got a chance to because after work... I got my family and dinner and shit, and I'm busy. But I got a chance to watch three of those matches that you sent me. And they are really, really fun matches. I will not deny you on that. Just like I have not denied you on the Sabu tearing his bicep match in ECW. Fun match. Fun. Uh, But for me personally, and why I always am on the side of WWE slash WWF, is the overall presentation, the characters, the product. And it's like Apple and Android. Some people love Apple. Some people like Android. The same fucking thing. You get a Google Pixel phone and you get the new iPhone. They're the same goddamn thing. They really are. Besides little bells and whistles. But they're the same thing. One just has an Apple on it, and one has a Google logo on it. I like Kurt Angle's wrestling in WWE more because I like that character more. He was not that character in Total Impact or TNA or whatever. So therefore, I do not, I am not that invested into that character. That's not the Kurt Angle that I know. Um, The matches were fine. I am not going to complain about the matches. It's not into the character. I'm not into the presentation. I'm not into the product. I would rather buy an Android or an Apple compared to the Android or an Apple. Fair? That makes sense? Is that fair? Um, 
I'm not going to argue with you because I'm afraid you're going to pass out and fall asleep on, on air if we don't move on. No, I'm not uh, going to pass out. I'm just saying, uh, like, I mean, like, but I'm like, but like, okay, you and I both like TVs, right? And if you buy a Sony and I buy a Samsung, same fucking TV, just a different name on the fucking thing. It's the same exact fucking thing, right? Look, again, you can't correlate these things. They're different worlds, but oh, I would Sony and Samsung different. I'm just asking. Look, fuck wrestling. I'm just trying to prove a point. Fuck wrestling. You buy a Sony 55-inch 4K. I buy a Samsung 55-inch 4K. What's the difference? What's Look. the difference? I'm just talking TVs. Fuck the show right now. What's the difference? Just answer me that question, please. All right. So you want to lay it down? We can lay it down. All right. It's not about a matter of preference for product versus product. You know, you can be a fan of any football team you want. You're going to hate the rival, right? Like you are a fan of the Green Bay Packers. You have no reason to hate the other person. But the product is the same. They're all trying to go out there and do the same thing. In the world of professional wrestling, okay, whether it be whether it be in TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE, yes, WWE attracts the biggest and brightest stars because of the money. Their company is larger than any other people, any other company that does what they do. But to compare WWE's wrestling to what is going on in other brands throughout the history of professional wrestling, to compare that to trying to buy one TV over the other, that's really not the same thing. You can't correlate them. They're not relatable in the ways in which you're attempting to relate. You, you love Johnny Omega, right? You, you love, can't you love Johnny do Omega. It, you, can't. you love you, you love Johnny Omega, right? Of course I love Johnny Omega. So or Kenny Omega. You, Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. Kenny Omega. Sorry. Kenny I I hundred percent apologize. It's Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. So you love Kenny Omega, right? That's sure. your dude right now, right? Yes. Would you yes. would you say would you Ed say that Kenny Omega um is on par with AJ Styles when it comes to wrestling in the ring? I would say Kenny Omega is better, but I love AJ Styles too. You know that. Okay, so AJ Styles is just as good, right? I Again, I would say that Kenny Omega is better, but I do like AJ Styles. Okay, so that's kind of my point. My Kenny Omega is WWE. I like WWE Kurt Angle better. And either know that I respect TNA Kurt Angle for what he did. I cannot uh, agree that TNA Kurt Angle was better um, as a character or as a wrestler to um, the other. Uh, what I mean by that is, again, Ed, I want you to hear me very clearly. I watched three of those matches you sent me. And they were good matches. I'm not going to shit on you. They were good matches. 
I enjoyed the shit out of them. Okay? I enjoyed Angle's six-man Hell in a Cell match way more, though. I just like it more. That's my personal ref. That's my personal preference. And I think the reason why every single episode of Call in the Ring that we have, that you and I keep on going back to you whipping your dick out about independent wrestling or other wrestling shows and me whipping my dick out of WWE, is because we're both saying the same fucking thing. We, we, we are on the same fucking army. We're just fighting the battle differently. I need, you, I need you to know. I need you to realize something. I need you to realize something, Jordan. We're going to move on after this point, okay? Just because you think something doesn't make it a fact. As we're literally sitting here talking, and I'm listening to you argue the same point you've been trying to make unsuccessfully for the past three months of the show, I'm sitting here scrolling through Instagram, just scrolling through it. And Kurt Angle posted a picture of himself in the ring during his farewell tour about how he loves AJ Styles in the ring. And he doesn't pick a picture of the two of them at any other point other than when they were in impact together. Because he understands that that was his time to shine. The guy who literally we're talking about now just posted on his Instagram page a picture of him and the guy he's wrestling tonight while in WWE or wrestled tonight while in WWE for the both of them. He chose a picture of the two of them in, in, in impact together. Why? Only to theorize, A, that AJ Styles looks significantly younger in this picture, as does he. Or B, because that time was better for everybody involved with the one exception of the money, Jordan. So to end this point, to end this rant, and to hopefully end all future discussions on the same fucking point, you cannot compare them in the world of professional wrestling. It doesn't work that way. You cannot do that. You can't compare. It's not Pepsi and Coke argument. It's not, it's not a matter of preference. It's not Sony versus Samsung versus Vizio TVs. It's not Apple versus Android. It's not a matter of preference. It is the people in the ring doing things for your level of entertainment that are doing different things in different worlds. And guys are choosing to take less money now so that they can have creative control over their, <coughs> over their characters. Yes, Kurt Angle conceitedly did not want to leave WWE because that's where the money's at and that's where his home has always been. Vince told him, I'm not going to let you wrestle anymore for your protection and for mine. And Kurt Angle said, you don't get to make that decision for me. I quit and went to TNA and had what wrestling pundits outside of you who watch all levels of wrestling. Who have said that this was the greatest era of Kurt Angle that there, that there had been. He was finished. He was a finished product in the ring. He knew, his, he knew what he was capable of. He knew what he could do. He knew how to take care of other guys. He knew, for fuck's sake, how to throw a guy off of the top of a giant steel cage and protect him at that point in his career. Okay? 
you will not get this. You will. You, you can't understand this point. I, I don't understand how you can't understand this point. And I'm sorry for all the fans that have listened to us argue the same point in circles for several months now because Jordan can't get it through his thick fucking skull that wrestling exists outside of the world of WWE. Well, you know what doesn't exist outside the world of WWE yet? What? Jeff Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett's dick going inside of Kurt Angle's wife. Tell me about that. <laughs> that exists. <coughs> that does exist. That exists. So Kurt Ang- so Kurt Angle's wife Karen was a stakeholder in TNA after a while and Jeff Jarrett was also an owner in TNA after a while. Um, and the two of them had an affair and he left and Karen angle left Kurt angle and became Karen Jarrett. Um, and Dixie Carter, who also was the, was, who was the owner of TNA was Jeff Jarrett's wife at the time. So it just made this giant discombobulated mess between the angles and the Jarrett's. And I wished, as I had said, and you can check this out in our archives, I wish during our review and reaction show to Royal Rumble that the two of them would have been able to square off. Um, they, they just missed each other in the Royal Rumble this past year. That, that just proves my point then more that Jeff Jarrett is a sleaze ball. <laughs> well, well, I don't know the guy personally, so I, I, I can't I, see Jesus Christ. So uh, 2016, um, I become a fan of wrestling again. Uh, unfortunately, tonight, before we recorded, it's a Tuesday night. This episode's released on Friday nights, but I watched SmackDown and Raw. You know, on Tuesday, on Monday, Tuesday night, my two-year-old daughter, two and a half now, who's going to be three in August, who I got into wrestling with when she was born. Uh, we've all we've all heard the story. Has finally not have an interest in wrestling anymore. We knew this was going to happen eventually, right, Ed? They're kids. Yeah. They're they're going to have an interest, and it's going to go. She's had it for two and a half years. I'm proud of her, but I think uh, SmackDown Live, when we went there in Toledo, Ohio, with Emerson Center, was enough for her. Um, my point was, in 2016, I get back into wrestling when my daughter is born, and Kurt Angle comes back, which I haven't seen Kurt Angle since 2001. So I'm really excited to see him. I mean, he's the general manager now of Raw. He has a pretty good year as the general manager of Raw. I enjoy him as general manager of Raw. Last year, WrestleMania, him and Ronda Rousey team up to go against Stephanie and Triple H just because. And, of course, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle win that match. And after WrestleMania last year, Kurt Angle has been nonchalant, comes in and out. Um, and now, finally, to book in the show, uh, the episode for the show, uh, he is going to end his career at the WWE against Baron Corbin at WrestleMania 35 in New York. Uh, I'm really sad to see him end his career. Um, Kurt Angle for me is nostalgia through and through. And Kurt Angle will never listen to this episode. Uh, but I have to say to him, sir, good sir, Paul Heyman, talk there. Good sir. Uh, thank you, Kurt Angle, for everything that you have done. I appreciated everything that you have done. 
Uh, you have been a phenomenal wrestler to watch. Uh, I love your character and I love your story. And thank you so much for being a part of the WWE. Kurt Angle is awesome. Uh, it goes stone cold for me, Kurt Angle, and then Triple H. So, uh, Kurt Angle, you're a badass. That's what I got to say about Kurt Angle. He's a badass. I love him. Agreed. What about you? 100%. Yeah. Kurt Angle's a badass. So, all right, everybody. Well, we have talked long enough here about Kurt Angle for calling to the ring here. We've gone on for an hour and 20 minutes about Kurt Angle and about all of our debates here. Uh, we're going to do something different coming up here in just a few weeks. We're going to do our WWE episode of the WrestleMania 35 reaction episode. And I can personally guarantee you that Ed and I will not be comparing other wrestling events to WWE. No, we will not. It's going to be 100% about WWE WrestleMania 35. And I'm super excited to, uh, to see it and to watch the man, Becky Lynch, take home a strap. Calling it now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, too. I, I do it. I'm excited for it as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this most recent episode of Calling in the Ring. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Just search for Movie Guys Pod. And download this episode and many others. Go to MovieGuysPodcast.com, MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com, on iTunes and Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Make sure to check those out, along with Movie Guys Podcast as well. Movie Guys Podcast is getting ready for a big late spring summer release of movies coming up this next couple months. Right, Ed? We're going to be slammed. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, it's going to be a big summer for Movie Guys Podcast. Big summer for Movie Guys Podcast and big summer for Call in the Ring because at one point in time, we'll be talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin this year, I think. And I'm excited about that. So, yeah. Ed, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I still love you. Have a good night. Bye.